0: Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast.
1: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Stuff We Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you enjoy the show and maybe even subscribe if you want to listen to us again. For this, our premiere episode, we want to introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about this podcast. So, like I said, I am Jack um i'm a longtime disney fan i've probably gone 20 times in my life to disney world i'm a huge fan of movies sports music technology and will regularly appear as a host in the show now i'm going to toss it over to two of our other hosts for the podcast uh, scott take it away what do you have to say
2: hello everyone I'm, i am scott i am a fan of movies sports music video games reading like jack i'm also a big fan of disney and i've been to disney world on many occasions It is great to be here as one of the hosts on the show, and I now have the pleasure of introducing another one of our hosts, Joe.
0: Thank you, Scott. Uh, Everybody, hello. I am Joe, and like Scott and Jack, I'm a big fan of movies and sports, uh, football and boxing in particular, music, video games, anything pop culture. Looking forward to talking about it.
1: So in the future, we're also gonna be joined by a fourth host, Neil. Um, So what can you, the listener, expect? So pretty much we're gonna be discussing all the stuff in the world, Hence, uh, the name Stuff We Love. That brings us tremendous enjoyment. So you see, we love movies, music, sports, video games. Much of the stuff we already discussed is our passions. And like we said, we're all huge fans of Disney. And so much of the time that we're going to be talking on the podcast is going to be talking about Disney news, theme parks, etc. We're also going to be featuring interviews with a variety of guests. Talking about a mix of topics ranging from Broadway stars to radio hosts and stations. So we know that there's a good chance that the stuff we love is the stuff you all love too. So we encourage you to listen, let us know what you think, and hopefully reach out to us. So the focus of today's episode is discussing the most exciting news coming out of D23. Uh, Tune in next week for a trip report from Joe on his journey to LA. But there were a ton of announcements from parks to movies, so let's dive in. Scott, what do you got?
2: Thank you, Jack. So from July 14th through July 16th, the D23 Expo was held out in Anaheim, California. This is An event that takes place every two years that is hosted by Disney, which is a combination of a series of announcements related to their theme parks and film divisions and TV divisions, as well as an opportunity for vendors to come market their products. So we're going to begin by talking about some of the rides and attractions that were announced at the most recent D23 Expo. And let's begin with the Tron roller coaster that will be coming to the Magic Kingdom. While the official date is yet to come out, it is hoped that the attraction will be open in 2021, which is actually going to be the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. There is currently a Tron roller coaster at Shanghai Disneyland, which got a lot of attention when it first came out because it got great reviews and looked extremely futuristic. It's expected that that will be the pretty much the exact same attraction coming to the Magic Kingdom. There were rumors in advance of this announcement that the Tomorrowland Speedway would have to close down to make way for this attraction, but that is not the case. Based on the concept art that was revealed at D23, Tomorrowland Speedway will remain open and will be located in an area near Space Mountain in Tomorrowland. So before we get to the next attraction, Jack, let me turn it over to you and get your reaction to this announcement.
1: I mean, I never really saw the Tron movies, so I don't have a huge personal connection to the Tron ride coming to Magic Kingdom, but anyone, any of the listeners can check out. If they just YouTube the Tron uh, point of view rides in Shanghai, you can see what the ride's already like because it's been open for a while there. Um, but it's a really cool ride, so I'm looking forward to seeing it, and it fits perfectly in Tomorrowland, especially right next to Space Mountain. So it should be cool, and it should take away some of the uh, wait times for Space Mountain, so that, that would be good too.
2: Now, Joe, uh, if you remember, you and I went to see an IMAX 3D, Tron Legacy, when it was out in theaters, and it was a big hit. was very successful. Do you think there's enough staying power in that movie franchise to justify
0: this ride? You know, Scott, um, Tron Legacy came out in 2010, and no one has really heard a thing about it since. <laughs> so uh, it's an interesting choice for me that they put this ride, and I think they can do a lot with it. Especially where they're locating it and getting people to come to the ride, they're building an entirely new area next to Tomorrow, uh, next to Space Mountain. Um, you know, some unused land over there. So I think it's a good use of space. Although I'm just not sure what the draw is going to be uh, mm-hmm. for the people who at- who like Jack haven't seen the movies, don't really know what's involved. I mean, just thinking about the ride itself, I think it's going to be a great ride when you get in there with the theming and the uh, video game uh, draw that they have, but. I'm just not sure if they do have some staying power in this since it's really an unknown franchise at this point Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It's been seven years now.
2: I actually tried to order on the Netflix DVD service, the original Tron, because I had never seen it and it was an extremely long wait. I couldn't even get a copy of it. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm skeptical as well. Now let's turn it over to the next ride that was announced, which is a ride that is going to be based on Guardians of the Galaxy. This is going to open up at Epcot and replace the Universe of Energy. That attraction will close. I believe it's August eighth of this year, no. which is Waste <laughs> Universe
1: of Energy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I thought
2: so. I thought something was up with the recording. Yes. Now I, I, the Universe of Energy, for those that have not been on it, is, in my opinion, a terrible attraction. Uh, it's it's outdated. <laughs> I, was say, I think
0: Jack is the only one that likes Universe of Energy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't like it. it it's outdated. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of boring. It's a 45-minute ride that you can't get off from. So if you go and you have kids, you're totally stuck. That's so rough. it's good it's closing. The attraction was billed as an out-of-this-world adventure. That's a direct quote from the announcement. No one really knows what this attraction is going to be, if it's going to be a roller coaster or a virtual reality ride. There is debate among Disney fans as to whether or not this attraction even fits into Epcot because what does Guardians have to do with Epcot – and the way that Disney is justifying this is by saying that the lead character from the movie, Peter Quill, played by Chris Pratt, visited Epcot as a kid, which to me is a very loose connection. Uh, this is also hoped to be open by 2021. Joe, your reaction?
0: I really don't know what to think about this. Um, I'm okay that they're getting rid of the uh, attraction that's there, Universe of Energy, because nobody likes that ride. Um, Except but Jack. this Except Jack, but this is a, its an interesting choice for me. I, I really have to see what the renderings are going to look like, what they're going to uh, actually do with this right. before I have any tra- any uh, you know any thoughts on it whatsoever. Obviously, Guardians is you know an excellent movie franchise, and that right now has a ton of staying power, so that's going to be a huge tr- a huge draw for me for sure. Yeah, I'm just not sure exactly what they're going to do with it, but I look forward to it. And Jack, what do you think, Jack?
1: Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Joe said. Um, I love the ride. Don't really love where it's located because, you know, as Disney grows and grows, if it's not already big enough already, it just keeps getting more, you know, corporate. And so the one thing they're focused on is the bottom line. And they just, you know, put things in. We can talk about Frozen and uh, Norway and the World Showcase and. Um, now this and Epcot, it's not really the focus for what Epcot was built to be. It's supposed to be, you know, learn a lot. It's why they have soaring? you go to different places, you experience different cultures. But that being said, I love Guardians, so I'm not upset they're putting the ride in. And honestly, other than that ride Universe of Energy, like, few people ever go over to that area of Epcot, so yeah. it's going to, going to spread the, uh, crowds out a little bit more and move people around, but it's a good question. What is it going to be based on? Because in, um california uh they have the based where the uh old tower of terror was the guardians ride so i I have the feeling it's going to be vr just because it's already in that facility where universe of energy was but um it would definitely be cool to do um a full-blown roller coaster they could do so many things with that but i think it's gonna be vr but i think it's gonna be really cool either way but i'm looking forward to it yeah I i really think what
0: they're doing here is just to get people into epcot to yeah. get, you know, a little bit more attendance into Epcot is to put this ride here because it really has no connection to anything else in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. you know, we'll see when we'll see how it goes. I,
2: I think it's I, going to be a VR ride as well. I could see it being yeah. in that space, which would be great. I'd be excited about that. Now we turn over to the next attraction that was announced, jumping over to Hollywood Studios. The Great Movie Ride is going to be closing down also On August eighth, two thousand seventeen. We're going to be doing a tribute episode to the great movie ride next month, so stay tuned. In its place is going to be a Mickey Mouse themed attraction. It's the first ever ride-through attraction devoted to Mickey Mouse. And the idea behind it, from what we know, is that the passengers are going to be immersed into a Mickey Mouse style cartoon and it's going to use a technology known as two and a half D, which does not require glasses. I'm very intrigued as to what this could be. Uh, don't know, don't know. But uh, <laughs> um, and uh, for me, going into this, my reaction is very mixed. It's not surprising that Disney would have an attraction devoted to Mickey Mouse, and she is he is the icon of the company. But at the same time, the Great Movie Ride was tremendously fun, and one is was probably. The only attraction at Hollywood Studios to be tied into classic Hollywood, which is what the theme park is traditionally based on. So uh, I have very mixed reaction to this. Jack, let me turn it over to you. Uh, Do you think the Great Movie Ride was in need of closure or just repairs? And what's your take on this particular attraction coming in?
1: So, I'm a little bit torn here because I love Mickey Mouse. I mean, you can't be a Disney fan and not love Mickey Mouse, but, and they definitely needed a full blown ride for Mickey Mouse, especially one based around animation, seems what this one's gonna be based around. That's super cool. But at the same time, I loved the Great Movie Ride. It was so cool, and I think the Great Movie Ride originally had a lot more than just, you know, connection to, you know, all those past movies. It was like the culture of that time. It let kids who are younger see a whole different, you know, generation of movies. So, I wish they hadn't closed it. I wish they had just refurbished it, and even I would not have been upset if they changed the movies. I mean, it would be so cool if they put in, like, newer movies and had some CGI characters or use some uh, VR in the ride. I mean, I could just imagine how cool that would be if they did that so i mean i wish they didn't close it but it was dated but you could also argue why that was a really good thing but at the same time it's kind of a cop-out for them to go to a mickey mouse ride because like what fan can be upset that they're bringing in a whole new you know mickey mouse ride it's gonna be cool but i don't know i I wish they had kept the um great movie ride refurbished it and still put in a mickey mouse ride somewhere else but um i'm looking forward to mickey mouse ride but not so happy about the closure so
2: (laughs) can you imagine if they closed the great movie ride to make room for a tron attraction
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I would not be happy about that at all.
2: Um, Joe, uh, what's your take on the uh, replacement of the Great Movie Ride?
0: I, I actually also have mixed feelings, but I think this is a better um, choice for Disney. I, I can't believe it's taken this long for them to get any ride based on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And I really think if you, if you're taking in the, uh, the riders through a Mickey Mouse cartoon, you know, maybe you can start with Steamboat Willie and then go up through Fantasia and all the way up. That would be awesome. I really think it has a lot of uh, potential. Mm -hmm. On there, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, everybody likes the Great Movie Ride. You know, it has a cult following. We're going to devote an entire episode on it, but um, I really I really think it's not a terrible move right now. Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, I'll just make a couple of remarks about the last attraction we're going to speak about. Jumping back over to Epcot and headed to World Showcase in the France Pavilion, they're not taking anything down, but rather are expanding. The pavilion to put in an attraction based on the film Ratatouille. There is an attraction at Disneyland Paris for this film. It's expected to be the exact same thing as is at Disneyland Paris. I really don't know much about this attraction. I've not. I don't think I've watched a YouTube video related to it. But I hear from big Disney fans that it's a quality ride. I really have no objection to this, and you could argue that it fits in well there. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I,
0: I think this is really what Epcot is for, and for me, Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar film, so I'm looking forward to this um, immensely. I can't wait till this opens. Jack? What do you think,
1: Jack? Yeah, I'm just looking at a uh, YouTube video. You can actually look it up in Disneyland Paris. They have a point-of-view ride as well for um, the Ratatouille ride. Have I been saying it wrong? I always called it just Ratatouille. Was that incorrect? Rat- rat- you know what? I may be saying it incorrect. I- I-, I, I, I really don't know. I think you're saying it correctly, and I've just been... You know, putting together a bunch of letters, but anyways, I'm you that. say it. You're the you're the yeah. The, you're here. the judge. Final vote. Yeah, we're going with that. I think it's Ratatouille. Ah <laughs> oh, darn. You know, I I knew <laughs> I was sorry, Jack. It you're out. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, though, I think it's going to be cool. Um, the ride looks cool. I loved uh, Ratatouille the movie, and um, I think this is one scenario where it actually works to put their movie in France because it's all about the food. So it's a way to connect the guests with the culture. Um, and also, like I feel like France, is cool as it was, I don't think many people went into like that back corner of France as much as yes. you thought. I didn't even know there was a ice cream yeah. shop back there until I saw one day saw people walking around with ice cream. And I said, "Where'd you get it?" And then it was kind of right. it wasn't difficult, but it was it was really tucked back there. I didn't even know there was a whole like set of shops back there. But um, I think yeah. it'll be cool to bring a lot more people over there, and it'll just kind of balance once again about balancing the crowd. It will balance the crowd at the World Showcase. Um, because I think people a lot of times just walked by France. So that'll be cool. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Absolutely. Now, Jack, I'm going to turn
2: it over to you to take us through the discussion on the hotels that were announced at the D23 Expo. Take it away. Well,
1: yeah. Well, Scott, as everyone's probably heard by now, Disney has unveiled two brand new uh, hotels. One's brand new and one's kind of a um, a makeover one that already existed. So first, the Star Wars Resort, which I am absolutely pumped for. It is going to be amazing. It is a fully immersive uh, Star Wars hotel um, kind of experience, a couple day experience um, that's going to be based uh, exclusively in Walt Disney World. And I've heard rumors of it being in um, Hollywood Studios, but I'm not sure. But we can take a listen right now to them when they made that announcement at D23.
0: Now, you may have also heard that we recently did a survey about an entirely new way to live your very own Star Wars adventure. Mm -hmm. Now we wanted to explore a revolutionary vacation experience and I must tell you that the response was out of this world. So today I am thrilled to confirm that we are working on our most experiential concept ever. It combines a luxury resort with an immersion in an authentic Star Wars environment. It will invite you to live your own dedicated multi-day adventure in a galaxy far, far
1: away. So the goal of the hotel is complete immersion, so much like we're seeing from Star Wars Land, or as the technical term, Galaxy's Edge. It's all based around you being really put in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Each room has a view of space, which is something they were really happy about, and um, It will be a multi-day stay, like I mentioned earlier, so each kind of trip, like a four-day stay, I'm not really sure what the exact uh, number of days is, it's going to be based around a different mission or like interactive experience, so it's going to be really, really cool. And there were early speculations of a price, and that was when they sent out the first survey. Um, It's going to be fairly expensive, but I feel like the Star Wars Resort, for how cool it's going to be, especially since it's Disney, it's going to be worth it. Um, And the next thing is the Marvel Resort, so Disneyland Paris is re-theming their hotel um, New York to Disney's Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel. So it's going to feature a lot of like Marvel themed decor that would quote make Tony Stark proud. But Scott, if you could wake up on any planet um, on the uh, hotel and uh, the Star Wars hotel, where would it be?
2: <laughs> that's a uh, that's a tough question. Since it's Florida, maybe it should be uh, Tatooine or something like that. It would be Makes sense. The climate would fit well, but. Um, it's very interesting because I saw on Twitter, I think it was a tweet by Len Testa, who is one of the authors of the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World, that over at Universal Studios, they're already conducting guest surveys about whether or not the visitors to Universal would ever consider staying at the Star Wars hotel at Disney World. In other words, they're gauging interest. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if down the road there is a Harry Potter themed hotel that comes to Universal Studios which would be amazing. That would um, be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, how about a dual vacation where you spend four nights at Star Wars hotel and four nights at Oh my uh, gosh. That'd be too
1: at much Hogwarts. For me.
2: But um, I don't think anybody
0: would leave their, leave the hotels for the entire trip. That's true. The entire that's thing, true. Thing. They definitely don't want that. Mm-hmm.
2: That trip would cost $18,000. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I laughs> but the that.
2: um I probably Star- pay Yes, yes. Uh, For me, I mean, this is very exciting, though. The idea of immersing myself in a Star Wars resort with views of space, Star Wars-themed restaurants, and the ability to enter Galaxy's Edge when you go to the park, to me, that's priceless and worth whatever the cost is. And we need to be prepared because it is going to be extremely expensive and popular. But this is an announcement that is getting a ton of attention. Uh, Joe, uh, let me – Ask you this. Would you prefer to stay at the Star Wars themed resort or a traditional resort on a trip to Disney World?
0: It's an interesting question because I, I honestly think I would prefer both of those in the same mm-hmm. trip. And the reason is the Star Wars themed resort almost seems to me like a mini theme park um, where you don't want to leave. You want to take a look at everything in there. You know, they're gonna the rooms are gonna have balconies that overlook space, for example. It, it's just an entirely immersive resort. And I think my comment before about people not wanting to leave is is going to be a real issue for Disney. It reminds me of a, almost a, of another Pixar movie, WALL-E, where nobody wanted to leave uh, leave their chairs because they're just looking <laughs> around at everything. Um, I can totally see me doing that. So I, w- I would like to do that and then maybe spend some more time in another uh, you know regular resort, Animal Kingdom Lodge or something like that, where I would want to get out and go into the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gonna be an interesting interesting launch. I can't wait until it's you know open for um, previews and reservations because it's going to be incredibly popular. I think if we plan it right and if you do it right, you can make a great trip out of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, from what it seems, it's gonna be something like if you're staying there for six, seven days, you can actually stay at the Star Wars Hotel um, for a couple of days because I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. There's gonna be a limit like you can only stay. Um, for this four days, or can you book longer than that, or if you have to leave early, like, how is it going to work? But from what I've understood, it's going to be different experiences based on a certain day period that you stay. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like you'll be able to stay at your typical um, Disney resort and then also be an exclusive kind of experience staying at the, uh, the hotel, the Star Wars hotel. But it's also going to be cool uh, and a little bit tricky because I can't imagine how long the wait list is going to be for that because everyone knows about mm-hmm. it. And everyone wants to do it. So as soon as it, they finally the I don't know how they're going to open it up, open it up for bookings, but it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. then. also something I was talking with Scott about was it would be cool if part of, uh, since if it is going to be built in Hollywood Studios, again, that's just speculation, but if it is, um, they have it open up right to um, Galaxy's Edge. So say at night when the rest of the Hollywood Studios is closed off, um, the people staying at the Star Wars Hotel will be able to uh, kind of complete their missions or take part in their missions in Galaxy's Edge um with the hotel if it's exclusive package that would be really really cool getting to yeah, you know, walk around great. galaxy's edge while you're at the hotel um but right it's gonna be really interesting to see i can't wait for more details because right now it's just a they just have a broad kind of idea of what they're doing but i know everyone's stoked to see it absolutely so um joe speaking of which we're just talking about galaxy's edge um what have you seen from d23 about new announcements for new park additions and expansions
0: well, I mean, we were definitely just talking about Galaxy's Edge, which uh, was one of the new uh, expansions that they mentioned. And they were also talking a little bit about Toy Story Land. But I think really all of the ink, all of the, uh, the attention is going to be on Galaxy's Edge. They finally have a name for it. It's better known to everybody else just simply as Star Wars Land, um, which is fine for me. And, uh, they're, you know, they're going to... Uh, have uh, heavily immersive land it's going to have a lot of characters that everyone's familiar with i'm not sure if this is a rumor if it was confirmed and, and you guys can correct me but i think rex who was the pilot in the original star tours attraction is actually going to be in uh galaxy's edge as well is that true that yeah, is yeah, correct as joe as dj rex
1: playing in the cantina
0: dj rex that's right that see that's where i want to wake up is, is <laughs>
1: <cantina>. <laughs> nice
0: right and then there's going to be two um Two actual attractions in the land, which number one is the one that everybody's excited about, which I'm looking forward to, is going to be the actual Millennium Falcon, uh, which is a very detailed replication of the Millennium Falcon that that guests will be able to walk into and interact with. And then the second one would be an attraction where guests are uh, taking part in a fight between the First Order and the Resistance. um, And that will take place, at least some of it, as far as we know, in a hangar bay of a Star Destroyer. So that's going to be great. Uh, And then the other land was the Toy Story Land, uh, which has been moving along. It was already announced, obviously. Um, They're building it now at Hollywood Studios, and it's uh, expected to open in summer of 2018.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And also Toy Story Land looks cool, too. Um, Obviously, Star Wars Land is going to be crazy popular. It's also going to be interesting to see when they're bringing on the two new Star Wars attractions um, what's going to be the fate of uh, Star Tours, if they're going to update it with some new um, versions of it because when when I was recently in Disney um, in May actually, um, the the Star Tours ride wasn't too crowded. We we had a fast pass for it, but you could stand by and I'm pretty sure it was like 20 minutes, which it used to be like upwards of 60 minutes to get on the Star Tours ride. So It's already, not losing steam, but it's not as... um, there's not the same uh, kind of perception around it that everyone wants to check it out, get on the ride, because it's been around for so long. So I don't know if they'll update it, change it a little bit, add some new um, scenarios you can experience when you're on the ride. Uh, but that's also going to balance out the crowd for uh, Galaxy's Edge. And we also uh, have to acknowledge that Muppets, uh, the Muppet Studio, is in, like, yes. in between the Star Tours ride, um, obviously the AT-AT, And we're where Galaxy's Edge is going to be. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they're not getting rid of um, the Muppets uh, studio or the ride or the attraction or anything like that. I actually saw recently they made a new sign that's actually above the attraction um, for the Muppets Muppets ride. But it's going to be interesting to see how they work around that, if you just kind of ignore it that it's there or going to be it's going to be interesting to say the least
2: star wars makeover
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they had that and anything else you could think of in there anything star wars related is a moneymaker so yeah that's yes. true. As as they have, as long as they have that in there people are going to come i mean even a 20 minute wait right now for star tours to me is incredible how long it's been yeah. around and yeah and yeah. that there's wait for it so i can't imagine what this is going to be
2: one of the yeah. busiest gift shops in disney world is the Gift shop located at the Star Tours attraction because you have totally, guests
0: totally exiting yes.
2: the uh, the ride and you have people shopping in the store, so it is it's a mob scene. But yeah, it's also one of the best true. stores.
1: Also, Toy Story Land in terms of the construction, they've like just behind the scenes because everyone's focused on a lot of the uh, more flashy things, such as the new Star Wars land, uh, the new hotel. They haven't paid attention to that. Toy Story Land's actually coming along very well in terms of construction. You can actually, they've, uh, you can look online for aerial views of the construction so far, and they've also had uh, mm-hmm. some concept art. They're going to have a bunch of new rides. I think they're going to have like a Slinky ride. So uh, yes. from what I've seen, yeah, I think gonna it's going to be more based around kids. I think maybe it's going to be kind of like a camp mini Mickey kind of scene. Maybe it's you know more based around kids, but it's um, definitely going to be cool either way because. I mean, who doesn't love Toy Story? The movies are fantastic, and every time Classics. I see Toy Story three, I mean, you can't help but get choked up at the end of that movie. It's just inevitable. <laughs> but yeah, great movie. I'm
0: I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't even care if it's a if it's a land for kids. Mostly, <laughs> I just want to walk <laughs> through and here. see what they do with the theming yes. and the uh, details. At least once, you got to go through it. So, yeah, kids or not, I think it's going to be great. Moving along, what do you what do you guys think of the um, some of the video games that are coming out? you know, related to some of the things we were talking about, you know, Star Wars, Battlefront, um, Jedi Simulator. What do you you guys think about those? Jack, you want to take
1: us through that? Yeah, so they've, especially D23, they focused a lot on the new Star Wars um, video games that are coming out. So they have two, obviously Battlefront 2, which you've already seen um, previews for, um, and then this new brand-new Jedi VR simulated game. So first thing first, let's talk about Battlefront 2. So we're going to play a quick capture of the trailer for the video game, which looks absolutely awesome.
0: Sector is
2: clear. Not clear! Not clear!
1: If any of you guys were fans of Battlefront 1, you're going to love the brand new Battlefront 2. I played Battlefront 1 for a while now, and as much as I love the game, it does get repetitive because um, they don't have a single-player version, so you're playing the same multiplayer maps. And if you didn't get the expansion pack, it's even more repetitive. Um, The expansion pack was probably the only thing that kept it interesting, I guess you could say. Um, But they're going to be changing a lot of it. They're going to offer a single-player campaign uh, following Iden uh, Verso, who is a um like a commander basically for this uh, imperial squad um that's like an, an elite imperial squad and it's gonna be following um, that squad along and her her journey after the destruction of the uh death star and the death of the emperor so it's gonna be really interesting to see because that is a gap in the series we don't really have a lot of information on and one thing they did mention was that it's going to be canon the story so it's going to contribute to what you're going to be experiencing in other movies Uh, but they're also going to introduce more multiplayer modes as well as keep a lot of our favorite ones so I'm pretty sure they've already confirmed that Walker Assault is going to be in the new game as well as Hero vs. Villains and some of the uh, not issues but uh, what they've been discussing is how to integrate because they're going to have a bunch of different heroes um, from the newer trilogy to the older trilogies um, to the trilogy that no one likes to talk about, that even though I, I actually enjoyed, but um, with Anakin and all that jazz. But they're, they're talking about how to integrate that, whether they put all the heroes in every game mode or whether they have certain game modes with certain heroes um, in terms of, you know, what do we have clones in this, you know what I mean? So it's going to be a little bit difficult yeah. and they're still piecing all that together. Um, and the next announcement was the Jedi AR, uh, or sorry, Jedi VR simulator. So they announced there's going to be a virtual reality game where you can not only control a lightsaber but interact with other mini games within the Star Wars universe, such as um, hollow chess, as famously seen between the game with R2D2 and Chewbacca aboard the Millennium Falcon. Um, but they just kind of offered a trailer, which you can also see online, um, and it's coming soon. They don't have a ton of details about that, but it looks pretty cool. You're going to be able to Kind of like when Luke was first doing his training on the Millennium Falcon and they have that, um, he's, he has those goggles on that orbs shooting blasters and he's, um, you know, blasting with the lightsaber. Stuff like that. It's uh, going to be cool when they finally launch it, but right now it's just in broad uh, concept design, but should be cool when they put it all together. So, uh, Scott, are you looking forward to playing as a Item Versos in the uh, brand new campaign for the First Order?
2: I'm, I'm excited, but I actually had a question. Do we know what platforms the Jedi, Jedi VR Simulator is going to be released on?
1: It might be its own thing. They honestly weren't too specific from what I watched. I watched the clip of the panel um, hosted mm-hmm. by uh, Jack Septicai, who's actually a popular YouTuber. Um, he was one of the, the gamers who hosted it. Um, and on right. the panel, they didn't really discuss, not that I remember, um, what it's going to be on, on Apple, uh, Samsung, et cetera. But I think it might be its own thing. You have to buy your own set. Um, it comes with a lightsaber, which is cool, like a physical lightsaber. Um right. And it's gonna, I think it, you also have to buy a, a new thing, but they're not really too specific yet. Well, I,
2: I have the PSVR. I've been playing wow. that for a while now. I find it to be amazing, although the, it's frustrating, too, because there seems to be a little bit of lack of games right now. Yeah. I could see this working well on that platform. Um, and I think when Battlefront, the original, was released, there was some type of exclusive deal they had with the uh, PlayStation 4. I don't remember what it was, but I thought there was some type of exclusivity for something related to it. I, I really don't know. So it wouldn't surprise me if it also came out for PlayStation Virtual Reality. Uh, but that's an area that I think they could uh, tap into the VR market. And Battlefront 2. I was never really that good at the original Battlefront. I I I had a Battlefront years at the original ago.
1: Battlefront. I had that too. No. No.
2: And I remember when I was younger having Battlefront on some other system. I forget what it was and being better at it. Now, I couldn't compete on, online. I'd get destroyed every multiplayer <laughs> game I played. Yeah, playing so with I'm you was interesting. For, yeah, it was practically like uh, I handed Target me practice. the win. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm excited about these games. I think it makes sense. Uh, these games are massive money makers for Disney. So stockholders will be happy.
0: I, uh, I, I can't wait for the uh, Battlefront 2. I never actually played Battlefront Um, I did play the original Battlefront, but I prefer single player games myself. So I'm looking forward to this one so that I can finally get into it. It's interesting that they said it's going to be canon since nowadays they, George Lucas pretty much says anything is canon and it just makes it so. So I'm, I want to know how they're going to tie this into, uh, everything that they're talking about. So
1: this ought to be interesting, but I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we'll host a Stuff We Love podcast tournament online. That would be amazing. Scott would definitely definitely. come in last after playing with him for one game. It was just, he, he spawned in. And he just run forward and get shot, like, automatically. (laughs) Well, if Scott's playing, at least I know I won't be last. Hey, that's true. (laughs)
2: Hey, look, if you want the first episode to be a roast, go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now we're going to talk with Scott. Scott has some information about um, brand-new animated movies.
2: Okay, so the first major movie that we received more details on was Toy Story 4. The movie was announced, and the plot was set to revolve around Woody reuniting with Bo Peep. The director is John Lasseter from the previous Toy Story movies. He said that profit was not Disney's priority here. This is a direct quote from him. At Pixar and at Disney, we only make sequels if we come up with a story that's as good or better than the original, close quote. uh, continuing, that's our rule. We don't do things just to print money, which is really interesting. Toy Story 2
0: might uh, tell you that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Toy Story 4 will be released in theaters on June 21st, 2019. Uh, So before I go to the next movie, uh, let me uh, start with you, Joe. What do you think about Toy Story 4? Do you think that this movie will do as well as Toy Story 3 did?
0: Oh, yeah, I think it'll definitely do as well. I think it might even... You know, outgross Toy Story 3, I just don't know why they're doing this right now, other than for a cash grab. Um, yeah, it's true. Toy Story 3 ended on such a perfect note that to then, out of the blue, come out with Toy Story 4 like this, it's just, I, I, it doesn't sit well with me. I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and see what happens, but... Um, You know, as Toy Story 2 showed, which wasn't as good anywhere near as good as Toy Story.
2: Now, Jack, yeah, let Jack. me tell you uh, how I feel about the Toy Story films. And I'm going to ask you if you agree or not. OK, Totally. so to me, the Toy Story film series is at the heart of Pixar. Out of all the Pixar films that have come out, it still goes back to Toy Story as being the centerpiece of the film company. I think the original Toy Story was the first movie released by Pixar and the films combine action, excitement drama sadness all in one package
1: yeah i think so and i was just double checking yeah toy story was their first uh Pixar's first movie f- first full feature length film in 1995 the second was bug's life in 1998 um and then toy story 2 in 1999 but i love the toy story movies um yeah. and i agree with joe toy story 3 ended so perfectly to come out with another one I don't want it to ruin how great the Toy Story movies were, especially since this plot, Woody reuniting with Bo Peep, seems a tad weak. Um, That that quote kind of seems... Like it won't be replicable here, but hopefully I'm still going to see the movie. Um, Disney always has a way of taking my money, and and I'm definitely going to. I'll probably uh, enjoy it when I see it, but I hope it just doesn't ruin how well Toy Story 3 ended it. And then mm-hmm. because of how well it wrapped it up, and then I hope they don't do a Toy Story 4 and then make a Toy Story 5 because then it just makes the movies, you know, kind yep. of kind of just makes them washed up. But um, speaking of more animated films, uh, wreck Ralph 2 is also coming out. Scott, what have you heard from that?
2: So the sequel was announced. The character is going to move beyond the world of video games and into the broader internet world itself. This movie will be coming out on March 9th, 2019 – excuse me, 2018. Um, That's what we know about it. Uh, A lot of people were surprised that there was not a Wreck-It-Ralph attraction announced for Tomorrowland. That was rumored to be coming out at the D23 Expo. It would have tied in well with this film announcement. That was, yeah, but uh, uh, Wreck-It-Ralph 1, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. I liked the animation and the story. I haven't really revisited it on many occasions. Uh, Jack, what's your take on this?
1: Yeah, I liked the movie when I first saw it. Um, It was a pretty good plot. I found um, Sarah Silverman's... uh, Portrayal of uh, I forget what her name was, but I found it just a tad uh, annoying at times. But I actually like the movie a lot. Um, I hope again that with the animated films, um, I hope they actually uphold uh, director Lasser's quote that they make it that a plot is better or as good as the original. Because I like the movie, and um, I hope it's just as good. Um, but from what I've seen, it's going to be you know based around you know him moving from video games into the broader internet, which is Definitely a, uh, a lot. So they have pretty much every opportunity. It's interesting to see how good the movie will be, the quality of it. Um, I don't know what they're going to really embrace because the internet has a lot of good and bad content. So I don't really know what they're going to be targeting here when they just say moving to the broader internet itself. But it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah I, Joe, agree. I, I, I agree. I
0: think that's a natural progression, at least in this case, from wreck Ralph 1 to wreck Ralph mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. Um, and Jack, I was just looking actually. It, Sarah, so, um, Sarah Silver voiced the character of Vanellope, Vanellope. who was uh, Vanellope. yes. <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to this one. I'm, I'm definitely going to see it. Um, but wreck Ralph, the original, was a nice surprise for me. I wasn't expecting much out of it. So yeah. this is yeah. yeah. This is one of those movies that's it's going to be a fun movie to see, but nothing crazy to me. Mm-hmm, um, uh-huh. Not like The Incredibles too.
2: So The Incredibles 2 was announced by director Brad Bird. This is a guy that does animation and live action extremely well. He also has directed films in the Mission Impossible series. So keep that in mind as he directs this film. Um, he basically said that technology has improved so much that they're able to do much more with the characters in The Incredibles movies. He played several animation tests for those in attendance that were extremely well received, they got an in-progress sequence that they were able to see in which baby Jack-Jack terrorizes a raccoon with his superpowers. This movie comes out June 15th, 2018. So just in the span of a few months, we're going to be getting Wreck-It Ralph 2 and The Incredibles 2. I don't think that'll hurt box office. I think the interest will be there. Oh, no. the, the Incredibles, yeah, uh, the original to me is one of the great films that has been released in the uh, Pixar canon. Uh, the Disney canon, I think it's phenomenal, entertaining, and never gets old. I thought Brad Bird did a tremendous job with that film, so I am a- extremely excited for this release. Uh, Joe, let's start with you, The Incredibles 2. Is this the animated film you're most excited for? Uh,
0: out of the ones Disney announced, for sure. This this I'm looking forward to more than any of them. I, I love The Incredibles. I'm really looking forward to this one. I mean, I love the original Incredibles movie. Uh, I can get into an entire episode about how Mr. Incredible might be the worst character in uh, Pixar <laughs> history. But I did love the movie, and I'm really looking forward to this one as well.
2: Jack, tell us what you think about Incredibles 2. Will this be an opening weekend visit to the movies for you?
1: Yes. I loved Incredibles 1. I don't know why it took them so long to make a second one. Um, Especially, I I felt personally connected to Jack-Jack, being that my name is Jack. I remember... (laughs) Interesting story, actually. My first pin ever that I got at Disney that I remember... You know, collecting was it was actually at that um, that kind of wildlife walk in Animal Kingdom by the safari ride where you like check out all this stuff and it was right. um, one of the uh, cast members had a pin backwards on her lanyard and she's like you can trade for any of them this is the mystery pin and I picked that one and it was the Jack Jack pin and so oh. I've actually been a huge fan of Jack Jack um, since the first movie and so I think the new movie is going to be great um, the character's really well done. It's such an amazing story that they haven't really done much with since, and they pretty much have every possibility. And I think the animation they actually played at D23 was Jack-Jack fighting with a raccoon, if I'm correct. Right. And everyone loved it. So I'm looking forward to seeing the movie, especially with the new animation techniques they have. And it, when the movie was made in 2004, thinking back, about um, the movie now, it doesn't feel watching it like it was made in 2004 because the animation was really well done. So it's interesting to see just how much they can step it up in the um, new movie. So I'm really excited.
2: So 2004 was the original Incredibles?
1: Yes. Yeah. This may be the
2: longest to... break between first and second films in a film series in, in movie history.
0: Yeah, 14 years. It's, it's, that's crazy. But hopefully um, they'll, they'll take that time and, and use it really well. I think that this movie is going to focus on uh, the mother uh last or, or the sister elastic girl okay so this gotcha. uh this ought to be good oh, gotcha. uh, i'm looking gotcha. forward to
2: it right right and uh now to take us through our last main topic of the evening i'm going to turn it over to joe who will summarize the live action films that were announced at d23 joe
0: so animated uh movies weren't the only things that were announced they they announced quite a few live action movies um the first kind of category that they announced were some disney classics as they've been doing lately uh turning them into live-action movies. Dumbo, Aladdin, and uh, The Lion King right now. Um, Dumbo is actually already in production. Tim Burton is behind the camera directing. Uh, so the look on that is certainly going to be unique. Uh, Guy Ritchie, who is a love-it-or-hate-it kind of director, is directing the Aladdin remake, and the cast was quite an interesting uh, announcement. It was a very, uh, very diverse cast, but I think the one uh, that made some eyebrows raised was Will Smith as the genie. Uh, taking over for Robin Williams yeah. from the animated movie. Uh, and then finally, The uh, Lion King is, was also announced being uh, directed by Jon Favreau and uh, starring in some capacity uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, also known as The Rock. Now, Scott, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. What do you think about these three uh, live-action movies?
2: Well, let me begin by saying that I saw Will Smith was trending on Twitter and I clicked to see why he was trending on Twitter. And it was because he was announced as the genie in the Aladdin film. And I, I just don't see it. I mean, maybe it's because we so identify with Robin Williams' portrayal. Will Smith is a good actor, I like Will Smith, but I just don't see it. Could be wrong, I hope I'm wrong about that. But that, to me, is the news that stands out here. Uh, That being said, I'm looking forward to seeing the Aladdin film. It's one of my all-time favorite Disney animated films, and I think it can lend itself very well to a um, live-action film adaptation in terms of the technology that is available. Uh, Dumbo is not one of my favorite Disney animated films, although Tim Burton is my favorite film director, and I pretty much like everything he does with only a couple of exceptions. So I think he's going to make something that's kind of dark, kind of Uh, frightening Uh, i think that could be very good um in terms of the uh lion king lion king is one of the greatest films of all time not just disney i'm eager to see the live action adaptation and john favreau has such a strong success record based on his work with the jungle book that i think he's going to do quite well here so i'm very excited for that uh jack what do you think
1: yeah, I think out of them, I'm most excited for um, Lion King, only because Jon Favreau did such a great job with um, the Jungle Book. Um, but they're all going to be awesome. And again, the only concern here is I don't want them to uh, ruin the original movies. So I hope they're just as good as um, the you know the the animated movies. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Jon Favreau also plays Iron Man's assistant, right? In uh... that's correct. Yes, okay. correct. I thought there were just two people who looked identical, but yeah. So um, he did a great job with the Jungle Book, um, and I loved the Jungle Book remake. I uh, thought it was true to the original story, but also extremely good in terms of um, combining um, you know, the, the animated um, animals with um, the characters. They did a great job overall, so I'm really excited to see the new live-action movies, and hopefully they'll be just as good, if not better, um, than the original movies themselves.
2: And one thing I'll uh, just add if I can, uh, going back to The Lion King, the original Lion King, the animated film, was recently announced as the next release in the Walt Disney Signature Collection, which is this new line of home Mm -hmm. video releases. This is a film that, like many of the Disney films, has been released over and over again. But the Signature Collections are very nice. That comes out on August 29th. So I just want to give our listeners a heads up on that if they're interested in pre-ordering.
0: Yeah, that's going to be great. I, uh, I'll i watch these live-action films, but I, I think I have to disagree with both of you. I'm really not excited about them. I, I just don't think they're necessary. And, you know, the originals are just classics on their own. I still remember seeing The Lion King in a double feature with the Sandlot in the movie theater. Wow, and, what a combination. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was a great combination, and nothing is going to surpass that for me. So I, I like The Rock. I like John Favreau. Um, So I will watch these these remakes, but I just don't think the remakes are necessary. We'll see how it goes. I, I hope I'm proven wrong.
2: If uh, any of our listeners were, went to the same double feature, so a Lion King and Sandlot, they should write into us at the email I'll give at the end of the show. We would love to hear
0: from you. I absolutely would love to hear that, and uh, I would take them out for a cup of coffee maybe. <laughs> um, so another movie uh, that was discussed at D23 briefly was uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, uh, there were no new plot details revealed, of course, they and you're keeping those strictly under wraps, but there was a uh, behind-the-scenes reel that uh, explored the making of uh, one of this year's most anticipated sequels, I know for me, as well as most other people. Uh, let's take a quick look.
1: Everybody, set? Three, two, one. Action.
0: Episode 8? Gosh. The first film didn't even have a number.
1: Ryan has written a story that's unexpected but right.
0: It's about family. And that's what's so powerful about it. Okay, so... We're back, um, Jack. What do you think about uh, what the uh, reel really you just watched?
1: I mean, I loved um, the. First of all, I'm so excited for this new Star Wars movie. Who wouldn't it be? But the behind the scenes oh, reel yeah. was really cool. Um, I think the most touching moment was probably the end with Carrie Fisher. The line, um, "It's all about family," that that um, plucked at a few heartstrings. It was extremely sad, but I mean, she's such a critical part of the movies. Obviously, her passing was. Extremely depressing for a bunch of Disney fans, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing the new movie. And I know she has a role in The Last Jedi, yep. and I, th- I I think she might have. They might. I don't know if they announced anything for past that if she's going to be in um, nine. But I know she did. She she had already filmed her role in this movie um, before she passed. But I'm really excited for the movie. The new cast is awesome. Love Daisy Ridley. Love John Boyega. Um, love. They're all really great, and now that they have a chance, since they already kind of drew back the old fan base with uh, Episode seven, which was kind of, in a way, a remake of past movies, um, since they've uh, drawn back the old fan base, now they have a whole new fan base, a younger audience, I think they're going to be able to do something that's completely different, and for diehard Star Wars fans, it's just going to be really exciting to have a brand new movie, because we really haven't had that in a while, with completely different plot, um, so I think it's going to be cool. Yes,
0: yeah, Scott, what, what about you? Are uh, you looking forward to this movie at all?
2: I look forward to pretty much every new Star Wars film that comes out. Uh, I think that the recent Star Wars releases have done uh, very well. They've been uh, entertaining. I've added a lot to the story that we all know. They're filling in gaps. Uh, so I am excited for this. I will certainly be there opening day, uh, taking off of work like I've done for every Star Wars <laughs> release for years. So, yes, I'm, I'm on board.
0: Well, it, it's going to be great. I I won't take off of work. I'll probably see it that night or even the night before. <laughs> but uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a great one. I can't wait.
1: The, the uh, question finally, is, well, sorry yeah. to me interrupt, Joe. Who's going to be uh, dressed up, Scott? What do you what are you going to be wearing to the premiere? That's the real question.
2: I often go out as BB eight, so <laughs> that's uh, I'm known around town as the BB eight guy.
0: So I'll probably be wearing that.
1: Nice, nice.
0: The closing out the. Uh, the uh, presentations and the movie uh, announcements was uh, Avengers Infinity War. There was a uh, big appearance from the cast of Infinity War. They closed out their presentation and then they showed a teaser trailer which um, basically set the stage for the uh, showdown that's coming up in this movie and and also in Marvel uh, Universe uh, history. Uh, The movie's going to be crazy with the amount of characters it's going to have.
1: Basically every single Marvel
0: character that we've seen on the screen is going to be in this movie.
1: Uh, Jack, what do you think about this? I'm so excited for this movie, and one of the interesting things is uh, I don't know if we're allowed to promote this, but it might just so happen that the trailers leaked online. Um, but I actually watched a trailer the other day, and it looks awesome. That was at D23; it was actually leaked. And um, one of the most inter- the funny things I saw was an interview with Tom Holland and um, Doctor Strange. I'm blanking on who what actor uh, plays him. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's it. And uh, it was it was a hilarious interview because uh, I think everyone pretty much was in love with the new Spider-Man movie. And uh, Tom Holland's a great character. One of the things that was interesting is uh, Tom Holland, he was joking, they, they don't tell him anything. He hasn't read the script yet. He doesn't know what's going to happen in the new movie. He only knows, he said in the interview, that he's in it because they, they don't trust for him to keep his mouth closed for any of the details. So they just haven't been telling him anything, which I thought was pretty humorous. But the new movie's <laughs> going to be great with all the characters. I heard the budget was something crazy uh, my brother told me it the other day. I don't really remember what it was, but it's insane because they have so many characters. Um, and the only thing I have, I have a feeling going to happen, someone's going to die. Someone's going to be killed off. You can't have that many characters in a movie and not yep. have someone die. So I don't know who it is. Probably going to be someone. I have a feeling it might be someone older um, who they just, is a little bit washed up. They want to get some fresh blood in, but it's going to be extremely sad. I just have that feeling someone's going to die. That's my only warning.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, that that's the only thing they can do. Plus, if there's any sequels, they probably can't afford this cast again. Yeah. Uh, yeah Robert Downey Jr. alone makes twenty million for each one of these movies. As soon as yeah. he suits up as Iron Man, so I can't imagine what they're paying everybody else in this. So I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think it's gonna, it's going to be a great movie. Uh, hopefully that they they uh, give spend the amount of time that they need on each character rather than five minutes each, just to cram them all in there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but you know, every uh, most of these other movies have been great with a few short exceptions, so I'm looking forward to it. What do you think, Scott?
2: Well, I think the Marvel films recently have been having a resurgence. I think that the quality of the movies has overall gotten a lot better. Films like Logan... um, Great movie. The uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was a great movie. I think they're just on a hot streak. The Spider-Man Homecoming was also terrific. Um, I was not crazy about the last Avengers movie. I thought it just seemed to lack something. And I think a lot of others felt the same way. But I'm optimistic now that Marvel seems to have found its footing that we're going to be getting a real quality film with this new Avengers release. Uh, I'm excited for it and uh, can't wait to see what uh, the movie brings.
0: All right. So, Scott, I'm going to swing it over to you for a, a wrap-up. Give uh, give all the information out that you need to.
2: Let's do it. Sounds great. Thanks, Joe. So we would like to thank everyone for tuning in to this, our premiere episode of the Stuff We Love podcast. There are a few ways you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter, at StuffWeLovePod. We are on Instagram, at StuffWeLovePodcast. Our website is www.stuffwelovepodcast.com. Dot com. You can write to us at stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. And please write in. We'd love to hear from you, hear what you thought about the first episode. Share with us your thoughts about the D23 Expo and what was announced. Um, please go to iTunes and review us. We would love those five-star reviews. We really would appreciate that. That would help us build the following. And uh, please subscribe to the podcast. It can be found on all your podcast platforms. We have a lot of great content coming up. In episode two, as was mentioned earlier, Joe was going to fill us in on his recent trip to L.A., which I heard was absolutely amazing. It
0: was fantastic.
2: Can't wait to hear more about that. Thank you again. I am Scott, and we hope you enjoyed episode one.